0: Ready to sink your teeth into scripture and get a bulldog grip on its truth? Let's gnaw on some doctrine and get bulldogmatic. Here is your host.
1: Hi, my name is Scott and welcome to the uh, podcast. I'm here with uh, Pastor Daryl this morning. How are you today? Good morning. It's good to have you with us this morning. Last week we spoke, uh, we were in Zechariah 3, uh, and we were talking about being renovated. And yes. we were talking about putting uh, putting on a clean robe and a, and a clean turban on our head. Did you want to review that really quickly yeah, for it,
0: us? It's amazing in Zechariah 3, the first part, where God talks about how he plucks us from the fire. He plucks us from the effects of sin, the judgment although he plucks us it's left a mark and there he gives us a, a Joshua he's using as an example of the church and he's showing that he plucked the church from the fire from sin and it's left a mark and there is Joshua and burnt up clothing uh, you can just imagine the ash and the smoke and all these things And he's, and Satan's right there accusing him and imagine how Joshua feels so guilty before God and his righteousness and having on such a dirty robe sin took effect and God Jesus says take that robe from him and put him on a new robe and put on a turban this is my servant and it represents a renovation of the soul that we have been cleansed we have been washed and what's so neat when God cleanses the soul that's just the beginning of a Christian walk he says go out therefore make disciples reach them teach them a disciple is one comes to Christ baptize them identify them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit then he says teach them to be obedient so the sanctification is done and now it's time for the edification edification so the Joshua which is a type of the church the show with the church right. it needs to grow in Christ now so it can have an effective ministry and that's today's message bringing us forward
1: well that's great uh, and like you said uh, a lot of people just worry about being saved being washed clean and then they think that's it but that's just the beginning isn't it
0: well, of, what do you want good or great great about that
1: that's right
0: it is good but God has great things I know the plans I have from you says the Lord plans of a hope and a future this is a good beginning but there's great plans God has now let him develop you to be that servant leader for yeah. God's glory
1: well let's get started uh, Zach- Zachariah we're in uh uh, we left off at, uh, at verse 6 last week in Zechariah chapter 3. So I'm going to, uh, let's start off, I'm, I'm going to read Zechariah 3, verses 6 and 7. There you go, and that's good. That reads, Then the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways, and if you will keep my command, then you shall also judge my house, and likewise have charge of my courts and I will give you places to walk among these who stand here yes. so we're moving on we, we put on a clean uh, a turban and where do we go from here pastor
0: so the first thing we says then so it shows the process of God working in our lives then the angel of the Lord this is the Lord Jesus Christ pre-incarnate Christ and Manus Joshua Isn't that interesting? So in the Christian walk, there's going to be a time where God's saying, this is not how you should live. I want you to know I've washed you, but now it's time to teach you to be obedient. And sometimes that admonishing is difficult. And that's the beginning of the Christian life, that God, the Holy Spirit will speak to us and we'll feel guilty that things we used to do are no longer appropriate for our new state and look what he says there Thus says the Lord of hosts and he's saying it to our lives to the church if you see if is a very dynamic word and it shows the frailty of the human being that God calls us to walk in his ways but if you do it is what will make you a leader or not Right. what will make you move that others will see you and your father in heaven will be glorified he says if you walk in my ways if you keep my commandments you know a lot of times as a pastor now for 22 years going on 23 that if you sit and watch in people's lives mm-hmm. if that salvation was a true life changing experience God the Holy Spirit will speak to their soul. what concerns me as a pastor when I see someone say they are a believer but don't live like a believer and God says if 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 because if you walk then I'm going to show you greater things in your life
1: right oh
0: I wonder how many people haven't moved to great
1: yeah and uh, missed out on a lot of God's blessings. There there are a lot of ifs in our lives, aren't there?
0: there? And a heart that loves God will listen to God, will answer it. And then he says, then if you keep my commands, if you walk in my ways, then he says, then there's something so amazing for your life. But you gotta listen, Daryl. And that's my problem. Listening. He says, then you will judge my house and likewise have charge of my courts. Then I will give you places to be a leader, to take charge and lead by an example and then lead by your talk. Mm -hmm. And then he says, and I will give you places to walk to those who stand there. There are so many people the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Mm-hmm. And if you walk in my ways, then I'm going to give you a ministry. A lot of people through the years have told me they want to be in the ministry of the Lord. But I've noticed very few want to pay the price right to walk in the ways that God would bless. Isn't that interesting? So all of a sudden, God is showing, I have great plans for you, but you got to walk in a way that will glorify God.
1: Right. So again, and
0: when you do that, God'll show you.
1: So it gives us it, it gives the Christian a purpose um, to walk. Yeah, to to be a part of God's kingdom work. Right. And uh, yep. that should that should be the uh, the the goal of every Christian to be part of God's yep. kingdom walk uh, in our in our
0: lives. To be a witness.
1: Right. And that uh, isn't that's uh, takes us right back to Christ the the Great Commission, doesn't
0: therefore, it? Therefore. Right. Yes.
1: Uh, verse eight says, "Hear, O Joshua, the high priest, you and your companions who sit before you, for they are a wondrous sign. For behold, I am bringing forth my servant, the branch." There's a lot in that verse.
0: Hmm yes he says my servant the branch and he says here isn't it interesting that God sets the little things apart that we would pay attention
1: Right.
0: hear this oh Joshua he says you're a high priest church you got a ministry you and your companions it's not lone rangers Go out and lead. Be the church. He says, for they are a wondrous sign. But really, God, what God is saying deeper, I'm about to give you a wondrous sign that you see God's church take root and grow. And then what is that sign? And now here's all of a sudden we got to understand um, systematic theology of other parts in the Bible that bring alive what God is teaching us Mm -hmm. and he says with that we got to go deep I am bringing forth my servant capitalized Mm -hmm. the branch right capitalized to the theologian will say this is speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and he says behold the stone." So now the branch is the stone. And all of a sudden, a branch is a small twig that's about to grow into a mighty tree. And he says the stone will be the cornerstone that God's going to build his church. Mm -hmm. Now, the Jewish people were waiting for the Messiah. Right. Um, And the Messiah is Jesus Christ. Amen. And when he comes, he's going to be the branch a small twig that's going to grow into a mighty tree and now we see the works of Christ and then he says the stone is the cornerstone of all things I've laid before you Joshua I put this before the church and upon the stone are seven eyes and this shows that God is watching and only by God's power will this come about and I will remove the inequity of the land in one day is speaking what happened in the day when Christ died on the cross but it's also speaking of the day of Christ's second coming Mm -hmm. and the cleansing of the earth it speaks of the day when we turn to Jesus Christ and the cleansing of our soul but now all of a sudden why did God say the branch you see to the Jewish people the branch went very deep and one of the uh, greatest scriptures in the Old Testament, that's all about Jesus, um, chapters is Isaiah 53. And I'll just take a minute, if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so important to understand. Yes. What God say in verse eight, going on to verse nine, my servant the branch, Isaiah 53, and it says, "To whom the arm of the Lord has revealed, for he shall grow up before him a tender plant." There's that little branch that's gonna become big and make a tree. Right. The root on dry ground, it'll grow amazingly, and the roots roots are growing down, the tree is growing up. But now it says, and there's no beauty that we should desire him. Below that said he was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows, Isaiah 1 through three, acquainted with grief we hid our faces from him he was despised and not esteemed Isaiah 53 5 wounded for our transgressions bruised for our inequities the chastisement of our peace was upon and the salvation experienced peace with God and by his stripes we are healed the healing of the spirit and the soul the forgiveness of sins and like sheep we have all gone astray and everyone has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid the iniquity of us all upon him. upon him. Now all of a sudden, and I could go deeper in Isaiah and it's there to read, but God is saying so much back to Zechariah, the prophets working, because the Spirit is speaking through both of them. The Holy Spirit is saying, Oh Joshua, the church will be built and it will be all about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. This is the Messiah listen church god has a plan a and there is no plan b right and upon god's plan a which is through the coming of the messiah a man of sorrows pierced for our transgressions died on the cross for our sins buried and rose from the grave god's plan a is salvation through him and if you will walk in my ways God's going to make you into a leader. But listen, church, it's not about you. It's all about Jesus Jesus. Christ. Amen. That's coming. And see, now we see the Old Testament is all about Christ right here. Right. And it's coming. And it says, look at what's going to be built. Jesus said, speaking to Peter, upon you. I will build my church mm-hmm. the rock the cornerstone right and the God of Hades will not prevail so all of a sudden God has given us a big picture of Jesus Christ and Joshua which is the church to build upon in this so beautiful it
1: is it's it's beautiful beyond words and um, but it is incredible how God uses imagery all through uh, his word. Yeah. And he uses the same imagery in the New Testament as he does in the Old Testament. And it's been a while. I'm enjoying this tremendously, Pastor, uh, going through the book of Zechariah, because it's been a while yeah. since I've had a study in this right. particular book. When you read Isaiah 53, I can't, at the time of this recording, Easter is not too far away. Yes. So, and this
0: pointing right
1: to it exactly so god god knows what he's do uh, doing when he even lays out bible studies doesn't he we're we're heading into uh easter and we're talking all about the branch and and isaiah chapter 3 and a suffering servant and, and christ and what he did for us on on the cross which is beautiful in itself but let's get back uh, I'm sorry to get off track a little bit there but verse 10 says in that day says the Lord of hosts everyone will invite his neighbor under his vine and under his fig tree Uh, he says in that day what day is he talking about
0: that day of salvation that day God says go Hmm. and that day that the Messiah comes the branch and establishes this church that day of pentecost for the disciples god said go right and that's what he's saying to the church now all authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples and you know, it's what we're personally doing at the church here is, is going to houses and, and just inviting them to church. Mm-hmm. Getting back, COVID has had, had a terrible sting on outreach mm-hmm. of the local church. And, and getting back to those habits of going out. When God says go, it's not time for a nap. Right. Say <laughs> It's time to go. And here in verse what it says looking for my glasses they often hide and that day what's that day for you? I pray it's today. I pray it's your life right now. God has removed the equity and equity of our land. Mm -hmm. Christ died. He rose. If he's done that in your heart everyone everyone will be a witness everyone will have a purpose everyone under his vine oh, the vine and the branches abiding together as one Right. under his fig tree that branch is growing is a mighty tree that's the church everyone will go and invite their neighbor you know we can't take away the neighbor's free will They'll make their own decisions. Right. But if the church would focus on the work of God and go out and invite your neighbor, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: invite them to know Jesus Christ, invite them to come hear the word of God, invite them to be part of God's church, invite them to know what it means for the renovation of the soul, the forgiveness of sins. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Invite them to be a part of God's kingdom work. God will bless that but as you and I talked about a little bit earlier COVID has had a terrible stain. right and um, over the last couple of years fear has entered the land in a way we haven't known in my lifetime and it's taken a stain. and when God says go which he just did everyone to go and invite their neighbor right over the last couple of years, the terrible sting is that hasn't happened like it should right. in our personal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID put us in a defensive stance of trying to figure out what to do to keep the church doors open. And, and it took a toll. And all of a sudden, if we're not careful, fear will lead us and not the Spirit of God. Right. And this is what happened. And one of the things I've talked about with you is Be careful, don't let fear lead you. When God says go, go. And look what he says in Matthew 25, verses 24. This is the talents. And God has given us gifts and talents. A talent is not so much of a money thing here as it is who what you are made to go out and do to serve them. Right. You're the whole. And he says, and we all have different degrees of gifts and talents. And he says, and he who received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. God, I was afraid. I'm not not supposed to go out. People don't want us talking to them. Covid says we're supposed to hide inside our doors, and I was afraid, and I hid the talents that I was given for by God to serve His church, right. and the. And look what God says and this got deep in my heart and to leave the church and going out get back to the work of the Lord and focus too many distractions the last two years and, and I don't mean that harshly because I'm talking about me right God right of, my, God of my heart is time to go mm. and I watch this he says look you have what is yours he said to the Lord But the Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servants, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. I would hate to think the Lord would ever say to us, I gave you all this talent. I gave you a salvation and a clean robe. I gave you my word to teach you to walk in my ways and talk the talk. I gave you health. I gave you the ability. And I gave you places to walk. And I asked you to go out and invite your neighbor. Go out, therefore, and make disciples. And you took all I gave you. And because fear influenced you, you buried everything and didn't serve me. And you see, and it talks a lot about, I know many church people that used to be so faithful but COVID got them out of the habits they should walk in. Right. I think what God's saying right now, it's time to get back to those good habits.
1: I think so. It's time to get
0: back to reaching your neighbor and sharing the gospel. People need Jesus. Look at the environment of our world. People need Jesus. Yes. And now we see God renovated our soul with a purpose so we would be about
1: His work, isn't that beautiful? That is. No, uh, it's a shame. God gave us many talents, and and to bury them and not use them. What, uh, what a shame that would be. So, and it doesn't take take much uh, to go out and invite your neighbor. And now you know I. You hear that from many pulpits. Uh, yeah. Go out, invite your neighbor. Invite your neighbor. To to come, you know, when the pastor's saying that, he's quoting scripture. That's God's word, not the pastor's word, right?
0: Yeah. And just uh, maybe a little encouragement to a pastor somewhere or a church leader. What I, as you know personally, I went to the Billy Graham's Conference Center. Right. Tom Rink there as the speaker, and I just absorbed and was blessed. And there's a format that I was taught and came back and implemented, and it's called "Pray and Go." And what we're doing is going out to each house within five miles. So you know there are probably within five miles of the church fourteen thousand people. We've already reached about five six hundred of them. And when every Sunday night we're going, and we're driving up in front of the house and we park and we pray over the house. If no one's home, we put a door hanger, tell them about the church's activities, and inviting them to come with right. a little bag of popcorn. That's Let them know awesome. we popped in. Yeah what's happened yeah. this last week is home after home came out to greet us and then we've had people I've never met pour out their hearts to me and ask me to pray for their son pray for my wife one lady said to me I've lived here 16 years and not one person has ever invited me to church
1: mm-hmm.
0: I prayed for her we met a lot now just this is something every church can do right and, and it's about creating a culture that everyone will invite we have many people in our churches taking these to their neighbors now mm-hmm. telling them and inviting them oh my goodness it's a great time to be alive and to get restarted to do it yes, for the it, Lord Jesus
1: yes it is you're exactly right um. If, if you were to sum up this chapter of uh, chapter 3 of Zechariah how would you sum it up
0: it's time to go and not be afraid and to know that God has called you for this he has anointed you for this it's by his grace you're able to do this by his grace your salvation came by his grace you have a cleansed robe and a forgiveness of sins Mm. by his grace he's given us the empowerment of the Holy Spirit who lives in us to walk his ways and live by his commandments and to teach us he's our guide and our teacher and by God's grace when we go out we can make a difference Mm -hmm. and if we do it by his grace it'll be for his glory And God says, go. What a beautiful time to be alive.
1: Yes, it is. Well, Pastor Darrell, thank you very much for your time, your wisdom, your knowledge. Uh, I enjoyed it immensely. And uh, so God bless you. Uh, You have a great day.
0: Okay. I'll see you later.
1: Okay.